This week, one of our members asked a question about how to measure retention. And I thought it was a great question, but it presupposes that someone actually believes they should measure retention. So before I take a look at how to actually do it, let's talk about why, because the vast majority of business owners and entrepreneurs that I've met really don't pay much attention at all to retention, but they should. And to help you understand why, let me take you to the screen and show you exactly why. And by the way, if you're listening to this by podcast or audio someplace, um, I'll create a, an image and we'll put it in the show notes so you can take a look. So if you're watching by video, you can see this real clearly. So you can see we talk here about the seven dials of growth and profitability in the Biscalers Club. And those first five are the things that drive growth and the last two are the ones that drive profitability. And while we like to think that there are 6,000 things that really influence, there are ultimately really only five that drive growth and two that grow, drive profitability. And these we call levers or dials because you can dial them up or dial them down. And they are the levers because when you pull or push one of these, it makes a huge difference on your business. So if you're looking at this, you can see first it's leads generated times, remember it's a multiplicative relationship, times your conversion rate. So if you bring 100 leads in and you multiply that by 30%, right? that's completely different than if you multiply by 40% or 50%. So the number of leads you get in is pretty big, but it is multiplied by a conversion rate. So if you bring in 1,000 leads and you only have a 20% conversion rate, or you have a 30% conversion rate or 40%, it's a big deal. And most businesses pay attention to at least the leads generated and maybe the conversion rate. Now those give you your new customers plus your current customers gives you your total customers. Then that gets multiplied by lever or dial number three, which is your average transactional value. So whether they buy $1,000 or $1,200 or $1,500 or $5,000 per average transactional value, that makes a big deal of a difference. And then that's multiplied, again, these are all multiplicative relationships, by the frequency of purchase. So if they buy you know, $1,200 per purchase and they do that twice a month or three times a month or once a quarter or once a year, again, that makes a big difference. And sometimes people will pay attention to the frequency of purchase and average transactional value, but the one that almost no one pays attention to is the last one. It's the retention rate. But that is a multiplier of everything that precedes it. So let's say you have a thousand customers and you have an 80% conversion uh, retention rate here. Well, if you do, that means that you lose 200 customers a year. So if you're starting at you know, the end of the year and you're you know, planning out what's gonna happen next year and you start out the year thinking, hey, I need to get 200 new customers so we can grow by 20%, that's not true because if you're losing 200, the 200 simply replace, which is why the vast majority of businesses usually plateau because they always you know, lose some people, there's churn, but they also tend to get back the exact same amount, which is just pretty interesting. Or maybe a couple percentage uh, above that. So maybe they grow by three or 4%, but you know, plus or minus 5%, they tend to stay constant because whatever they lose, they tend to regain, but they don't actually get to that next level because they keep forgetting to pay attention to this retention rate. So when you, it's one of five multipliers, you have to pay attention to it because that, at the end of the day, will determine how much revenue you're going to have and how much revenue is going to determine your growth rate. So you have to pay attention to it. It's that important. So if you lose 200 or you lose 100, so you have a 10% churn rate or a 90%, like that's a big deal difference because you've increased significantly from 80% to 90%. And that means everything else that went before it will be multiplied by that difference. So now you understand why you have to pay attention to it, right? It's one of five. 
The second question then is how in the world do you start measuring that? So let me answer the question this person asked now that you understand how important this is. So I gave them five different answers. So here they are. Number one, uh, you can measure customer churn. This is the percentage of loss over a specific period of time. And you can measure churn over a month, three months, six months, 12 months, 24 months, etc. It's the inverse of the retention rate. But the reason why I would look at churn rate as opposed to retention rate is because what you want to find is what's going to motivate you. And you know, if you have a 90% retention rate, you might go, oh, I, you know, that's okay. Versus I, we have a 10% churn rate. Like that's bad. We've got to figure out how to fix that. You know, if we have a 20% you know, churn rate. That's bad. We've got to fix that. Versus if we have an 80% retention, that's, you know, not bad, you know. So it's the inverse of the retention rate when you're looking at churn. So you take the number of customers at the start minus the number of customers at the end divided by the numbers at the start. So if you had 1,000 at the end of the month, you had 800. At the end of a quarter, you had 800. End of the year, you had 800. You divide that by 1,000. That would give you a 20% churn rate. So churn rate is one of the common ways to measure this. And you know, the goal here is once you get a trend, you want to figure out how do we decrease the, trend, the churn rate or increase the retention rate. Second option would be to measure average revenue per client, average revenue per client. Now, if you have lots of customers, you kind of have to do it in the macro because it gets unwieldy. But you know, if you have a manageable number of customers or clients, you could look at this per client, and this will tell you an awful lot. In fact, back in my old church days, uh, this is how I would know when someone was going to leave the church before they would ever tell us because they were giving, 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 and all of a sudden it dropped off. And I would know oh, that probably means they're going to be leaving shortly. And then when it obviously gets to zero, you know they've left. Uh, whether they physically left or not, they've left. So average revenue per client can tell you a lot. So when you start seeing that dropping, that could tell you, hey, we've got a retention problem. Or if you see it's you know for a certain group of people, it's consistent, but another group of people, it's decreasing, then you've got a retention with that group of people. So average re revenue per client, another way to track retention. Uh, repeat purchase ratio, the frequency of repurchase. So if people tend to purchase, let's say, three times a month, and that's pretty consistent, all of a sudden you start seeing it go down to 2.8, 2.7, 2.5. That's telling you you probably have a retention problem because people are leaking out and people aren't buying as frequently. It's another great way to measure loyalty. Uh, fourth way is to use net promoter score. Uh, you see this all the time with companies where they're going to ask you that question on a scale of 1 to 10. How likely is it that you're going to refer somebody to this company or to this product? And whatever your number is, if it's a 9 or a 10, you're considered a promoter. If it's a 6 or less, you're considered a detractor. You take the promoters minus the detractors. That gives you a number. And again, you're just trying to track over time. Uh, is this now starting to decrease or not? And if it's decreasing, you probably have a retention problem. Or you're going to have a retention problem. Uh, the other fifth way to do this is to track active users. And you could track your act active users on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. Um, and if you're, you're seeing that that's going down, you probably, again, have a tracking a retention problem. Now, the key here is that you can measure any of these just in macro, but it really gets powerful when you start measuring the, either by the segment or the group. For example, you can measure retention by age or by size of the book of business or by the longevity or by the location, et cetera. And you can find out, this is what you're trying to find out, information that can help you make better decisions. So if you find that people over 50 are doing great, but people between you know, 30 and 45 or 49 uh, aren't retaining as much, but 20-year-olds are, then that tells you something, right? If you find that people in this location are retaining fine, but people in this location aren't, 
then maybe you've got a problem at that store or that location. So if you really want to get good at this, you need to not just look at the macro, you want to figure out what are the, the key groups that we need to be tracking because then we can fix something, which is my last lot thought before we finish here today, which is the key to choosing which metrics and what segments or groups is to develop hypotheses. And then you'd say, which data is going to help either evaluate if my hypothesis is correct or if it's not. So for example, let's just say that you, you think that once people buy at least four times from your company, that they're in, okay? Well, then you start wanting to track how many of our first time buyers buy once, twice, three times, and then get to four. And then you're trying to figure out what can we do to influence so that people get to four purchases faster because once we get there, we think they're gonna have better retention and you're gonna find out, yeah, we do have better retention because people bought four times within two months instead of four times within six months. And that decrease made all the difference. So that's why you need to start tracking retention because then it's gonna allow you to make better leadership decisions so you can fix problems because when it's all said and done, remember it's one of the five levers and it has a multiplicative effect. So if you can take your retention rate and you can increase it from let's say 85% to 87% to 91%, that's a game changer for your company. And that's why and that's how you can start measuring retention. And hopefully you're gonna start doing it this week. So I hope you found this helpful. If you did, then I encourage you to make sure that you pass this on to some other business owners and entrepreneurs you know. If you're watching this by video, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening by podcast, hit the subscribe button as well because my commitment to you week in and week out is to provide you actionable ideas and content that will help you grow and scale a great business faster with less stress and more predictability. And if you want to go deeper with this, make sure you check out the BizScalers Club at scalingclub.com, scalingclub.com. So until next week, to your accelerated success, Bruce out.